Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Electoral interference has been a big concern in Canada. Predominantly when it comes to China. The government of China interfering in Canada's election. Heard a lot of allegations and a lot of concerns. Which is why Justin Trudeau announced last year there would be an inquiry into this. After intelligence documents were leaked to media claiming China interfering in elections by pushing for candidates friendly to the Xi Jinping government. Now, this inquiry is actually set to hold its first public hearings next week. So this is something you're going to want to watch for. But there's a new catch. The scope has expanded. It's not just going to look at angles from China interfering, Russia interfering. But get this. We've just learned, last minute, hot off the presses, a week before these hearings, Canada has officially added India to its probe of election meddling. Ooh. Is this going to cause further problems? China and Canada, not exactly big allies. We must decouple from China. That's the new new phrase, and we're doing it. Canada and India, supposed to be allies. Could have been BFF. Trade deals, relationships, group hugs, doing it all. A lot of goodwill and interest for increasing those ties between Canada and China. But in recent years, ooh, the Trudeau government pushing those away. We all see the need to be ghosting away from, I never like to say China because we, you know, the people, the culture and everything, all on board. The government, Xi Jinping, that's what we want to be ghosting away from decoupling from. But do we want to be drifting away from India? And Justin Trudeau going out and making those accusations that India did an extrajudicial killing on Canadian soil in BC, that they were a part of that. Oh boy, that, that made for a chill. Isn't this only making the chill worse? Isn't this going into the fridge and turning down the temperature even more to freeze things over further? Did we need to do this? Because if you got China and Russia in the mix, no, India in the mix, you're also kind of saying China, Russia, India. Let's say it together. It's a trio. We got a hat trick. No, we don't. Isn't one supposed to be an ally? What does all this mean? To help us understand the significance of this and where this may be headed, we're joined now by Phil Gursky, a former CSIS analyst, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. Phil, good morning. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Anthony. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Um, good. Uh, I like BFF with India. That's going to be my new catchphrase now, BFF with India. I'm going to put that on my website. Well, were we going in that direction, BFF with India? Because some people wanted to see it happen that way. But now this seems to push us away. What, what do you make of throwing India into the into the mix here with China and Russia? Um, 
I've got a couple of thoughts on it. So first of all, just for your listeners' benefit, uh, foreign interference is something that um, my colleagues at CSIS are investigating, and they investigated while I was there. I wasn't part of that file. I was more into counterterrorism. Right. But, you know, the part of the CSIS Act says that they're, they're allowed to do that. That's part of their, their mandate. And there's no question that, obviously, they've turned up information, i.e. intelligence, that is suggestive in that regard, in the same way as you mentioned before, Russia and China. So we don't want foreign countries coming in and, you know, bullying around people to vote a certain way. You, you alerted to the uh, allegations of the assassination. Other countries, United States made the same allegations against, against India and other nations are have as well. On the other hand, um, there are implications. And I think, you know, you go back to the release of intelligence on the China file, Anthony, the government ignored CSIS for more than 15 years that China was doing this. And why they do that? For the reasons that you called, you said, you know, trade relations, economic deals, that kind of thing. This will cast a pall on India-Canada relations, which, as you said, didn't take a turn for the better after the assassination almost a year ago in B.C. So, yeah, I think if, if you're the Indian government, you're looking at Canada saying, you know, like W2F here, like you guys, do you want us as an ally or not? And you mentioned China and Russia. India is also cozying up to those two countries. And we here in the West have to decide uh, who do you want to play ball with? Okay, so you wouldn't cast that much blame necessarily on the government for adding them into the mix. You'd also say that India is, via their own government's actions and Modi's actions, they are adding themselves into the China-Russia mix. Well, 100%. And I've talked and written a lot about the Modi government. They're a very Hindu nationalist slash extremist government. But again, and you know, go back to my old Cold War days, Anthony. When I started intelligence, it was still the Cold War. We talked about realpolitik, right? I mean, the world's not perfect. You deal with it as it is, and you simply can't ignore India. It's the largest nation population-wise in the world. They surpassed China this year, one of the world's largest economies, exerting a lot of influence in Central Asia, South Asia. So I guess it depends as a country, um, what are we willing to tolerate? And again, I'm not saying we should tolerate foreign interference, but if you, you got to play your cards carefully because there are bigger issues at play here. Well, and I guess one challenge is approve or disapprove of different things the India government is doing. Are they doing things hostile to our interests, which is the concern with China? Well, again, if you look at foreign influence or foreign interference as defined in the CSIS Act, it, it, it is one of the four threats to national security that the Act calls on. And it's one thing that CSIS is allowed to do. So we have decided as a country that, yes, having another nation come in, try to influence voters, maybe put some pressure on them in the case of China, threatening them if they don't vote a certain way to, to affect their families back home. I don't think any country wants to tolerate that. We're talking about the underpinnings of our democracy. Are people voting you know, freely and fairly if, in fact, they're being threatened by a foreign power? So I do think it is, it is a threat to national security that, that bears looking at. The question I, I would rather ask, Anthony, is how are you going to address this in an open inquiry or on the QT and uh, via diplomatic channels or bilateral channels to say, hey, we know what you're up to. Would you please stop? So I, I'm not a big fan of the Prime Minister citing intelligence and open source, because that's a bad thing. So I'm just wondering if this is the best approach to deal with this problem. We're joined now by Phil Gursky, former CSIS analyst, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. Phil, when it comes to the China file, I'm sure there were attempts to do back-channel diplomacy rather than just, you know, smack-talking them at press conferences and so on, which we've taken to doing. And clearly that just didn't work because they were very my way or the highway, and now we're doing the decoupling thing. You know, to your point, though, about Trudeau's public remarks, can we can we deal with whatever 
challenges we face with relations with India sort of behind the scenes, off the books, at the sidebar sessions without rolling them into public inquiries? Well, there were reports that, that my former director of CSIS and the National Security Intelligence Advisor did travel to India several months ago and talk about the allegations about the assassination in Surrey, BC of a Sikh activist. So let's say they tried to play that card and it didn't work. Mm. The problem is, is that if you're India, um, does Canada really matter? I don't know. I mean, yeah. we're losing our influence on the world stage. You've seen the reports I have, Anthony, people calling Canada irrelevant not as important as we once were. So if Canada complains, do the big powers really care? That would be my fear is that, you know, we, we don't spend on defense. We don't spend on intelligence. We tend to shake our finger, wag our finger at people, you know, for doing things. And I think we're not being taken seriously in international stakes. So whether you do it in, in open inquiries or do it on, you know, in bilateral sessions, I'm not sure the countries that are much bigger than us uh, really give a rat's posterior what we think anymore. And that would be more dangerous to me, I would say. Phil Gersky, let's leave it at that. Thanks very much. Have a great day. My, my pleasure. You too, sir. Parting words there. Our relevance slipping on the world stage, wagging our finger, but not doing the meaningful stuff.